Are you ready for hockey-related anxiety and more? Are you ready for hockey-related anxiety and more? Are you ready for hockey-related anxieties and more? Are you ready for hockey-related anxieties and more? Hello and welcome to another episode of Hockey-Related Anxieties and More. And today we have another special guest, former captain of the Saskatoon Blades. Please welcome Mr. Nick Zajac. Mr. Zajac, thank you for joining us today. Andrew, Tyler, thanks for having me, guys. It's our pleasure. So uh, what was it like playing your career with Saskatoon? It was, uh, it was a ton of fun. I, got, I was drafted in the Bantam draft when I was, uh, when was it, 14 years old uh, to Saskatoon. And at the time, I saw the, the draft come out and I was checking. I was in SJR at the time. I was actually on the ice on Dutton Arena. Uh-huh. Um, mm. And uh, and I remember someone said, Hey, Nick, you got drafted. You got drafted. And you know, I didn't go in the first couple of rounds. So I had to wait around all day. And, uh, later on in the day, um, yeah, someone came on the ice and like, Hey, Nick, you got drafted. You got drafted and you got drafted to tri city. And I was like, I was pumped. I was excited. <laughs> I thought I was drafted to tri city, but there was like a, a flip and immediately I was traded and, uh, I ended up in Saskatoon, but <laughs> So, so yeah, chaos, chaos, chaos to the WHL. Yeah, exactly. No, but Saskatoon's an amazing city. Very, uh, you know, they're the only, you know, kind of semi-professional team in town. There's, you know, they're, they're, uh, and there's, and there's five WHL teams within two hours. So it's, uh, it's an awesome play to, place to play junior hockey. Yes. And so now we're going to start our uh, 14 to 15 questions. Uh, we'll decide if we want to do the bonus question at the end. So what's your favorite hockey memory from your years playing hockey? My favorite hockey memory. Um, you know what? I think it's probably, you know, junior hockey was a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. I'd say my favorite hockey memory, mm-hmm. though, was, was probably my last hockey game knowing that it was going to be my last kind of mm-hmm. uh, competitive hockey game, which yeah. was uh, in Russia two years ago. Mm-hmm. And it was a bronze medal game for the, the university game. So I was on Team Canada when we were playing Kazakhstan. And uh, just knowing, yeah, I know Kazakhstan. You don't initially think <laughs> yeah, of it as Kazakhstan. a <laughs> country. Um, but yeah, just going into that game, knowing that like this is going to be the best I'll ever be at hockey – um you know that that was a you know a little bit scary but uh you know left left everything I had on the table and played my heart out and we ended up winning bronze so that was that was nice that was that was a really cool memorable experience so you did up and so you did end up winning shout out to uh I forgot his name I was gonna say Javi Bulin but what Who's the guy? Nabokov, Evgeny Nabokov. Shout out to Evgeny Nabokov. He played, he was born in Kazakhstan. So that's a Kazakhstan NHL player. So uh, Tyler, you can ask your question now. All right. Um, um, my question, my first question would be, 
what was it like being like a semi-professional hockey player? Like what was your favorite parts? What was my favorite part? Um, you know what? Uh, it, because of Saskatoon, like Saskatoon's a small city, it's smaller than Winnipeg. And, yeah. um, yeah. you know, they don't have the Jets. They don't have an NHL team. They don't have a CFL team. That's they're, they're you know, they're the local heroes in mm-hmm. town. So I'd say the coolest part was, I mean, our home rink was, was gorgeous. It sat 15,000 people. Um, our average attendance was, you know, 6,000 a night, um, on a weekend, on a Saturday night, you know, 50 fifties would get up there and that would bring a lot of people in and you'd be playing in front of like 12,000 fans. So it was, uh, I think that was the coolest part is, you know, you grow up playing hockey, wishing to score and hoping to score goals in front of fans and people. Yeah. Get on. And so, uh, that that would probably be the, the the coolest part, and I missed that the most. I that kind of fell off as university, you know, as I went to university hockey because it, mm-hmm. it didn't get as much support as the WHL. But um, you know, stuff like when you I'd go to Subway uh, and there'd yeah. be a line behind me, and I'd order a sub, and he'd be ordering the same thing, and I would be the captain of the team, and he'd be and he'd be like copying my order, and I'd be like <laughs> like looking at this kid in line. <laughs> You know, you could tell he knew that I was the captain. He knew I was on the team and he just wanted to, you know, just wanted to kind of mimic myself, which I thought was kind of cute and kind of <laughs> stuff like that along the way, you know? Yeah. When you're in games, do you ever hear the fans or do you shut kind of, uh, are you in a zone? You know what? It, once you're, when you're in the arena, like you can't hear them as much as you think, right? Like, um, you can hear your coach, you can hear your teammates yelling and the fans are quiet when the play is happening. It's, it's when, it's when something exciting happens, that's when you really notice it. And, uh, I was kind of weird in the way that I actually liked playing a lot of my, like, I, I almost preferred away games because I loved, like, I remember I sh- scored a shorthanded goal in, uh, at the time it was Kootenay, you know, now it's the Winnipeg ice, but, yeah. um, I mm-hmm. scored a shorthanded goal and uh just heard nothing you know just, <laughs> just nothing and i just remember the only thing you could hear was our team just screaming and yelling like Woo! <laughs> <laughs> that was fun i really liked that because you know the fans could hear that they could definitely hear you so uh, but yeah you can hear them yeah but it's the exciting and smart hockey cities they cheer when it's you know you should cheer and that's like winnipeg when you play in some of the u.s cities uh, it's it's loud all the time, and they don't even know what they're cheering. They're, they cheer. <laughs> <laughs> they cheer when their team gets scored on. Yeah, they, they cheer like if you're not if you don't go offside. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, what was your first WHL goal like? Oh, I, I'll never forget that. Um, that was uh, it was in Regina, and uh, it was <laughs> it was one of the nicest goals I scored and in my entire career, I, I literally walked across, I got a breakout pass. I went, you know, cruising down the ice. It was a two on two and we just entered the blue line. I was just inside the blue line and I wound up and took a slap shot and I went bar down (laughs) 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 off, right? Like over the goalie shoulder. I couldn't believe it. I mean, it was January of my first WHL season. So, you know, I'd been playing, half a season and I hadn't scored I'd gotten assists I could not score I could not get one in the back of the net and then yeah it, it went till January and then if you found the video of it you saw my excitement I was pretty much jumping up and down 
So you didn't do the full-on Ty Domi stick through the legs, though, did you? <laughs> oh, yeah. It was like, you know, I didn't have time to plan something like that. You don't expect to score if you haven't scored since since the beginning of the season. So <laughs> yeah. I feel like you need uh, a little preparation to, to have a good celebration like Ty Domi. Yeah, like Domi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what was it like being, like, the captain of the Saskatoon Blades? Like, what was your favorite part or what yeah. did you like the most? Um you know what, what I liked the most was I liked the responsibility. Um, yeah. Kind of had to answer for the wins and, and most importantly, the losses. And we, you know, we had a few of those for sure. Um, and so you were kind of the person, the media would grill about those things and yeah. any issues with what the team was. And, and I guess um, through that, I learned how to, to deal with, with pressure and with media and, and, you know, addressing topics inside the room and outside the room and um I would just say that I learned a lot from being a captain um you know I was a captain I was an assistant captain for a couple years and you're kind of just you're 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 kind of the middleman between the captain and the team then when it's you as the captain your role changes right and so um I liked it. I learned a lot and I especially learned a lot when we were a losing team and I was a captain because it was harder. You know, I, I felt like it would be easy to be a captain on a winning team, but we were, you know, somewhat of a losing team in my captain year. So it was tough on me, but I learned a heck of a lot. Mm-hmm. So this doesn't necessarily relate to that, but in uh, the NHL, there's like tanking. Do the players uh, believe in the tanking is in tanking is there some kind of behind the scenes action for like in 2015 the Sabres were it seemed like they were trying to lose as many games as possible to get McDavid do the players and the general managers believe in tanking or is that just the fans overreacting to things not in the players world like um players uh you know they're they're told to go out and do their job and and, and their and their jobs on the line for the next year or the next season. So mm-hmm. uh, the player is going to go out and try to win the game as, as best they can. But um, I could imagine. I mean, I'd be, you'd be kind of blind if if you didn't think that you know GMs passed on to head coaches that they should play their younger guys or their weaker players to maybe develop them late in the season, knowing that you know they're not making a playoff push. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's tanking or maybe just putting up your hands and saying, Hey, you know, I'm going to develop this 16 year old um, because he's going to be the, the face of the power play in a year or two years from now. So I'm going to get him a head start here. We know we're not making the playoffs. So I, I, I definitely think that happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you played in the 2013 Memorial cup with Saskatoon against some players like Nathan McKinnon and Bo Horvat. What did you learn from the Memorial cup? I learned that they're way better than me. <laughs> uh, no like geez that memorial cup was an amazing tournament um and saskatoon did such a good job putting that on uh it it was it was a ton of fun i it went by so quickly but knowing that those players you just you watch them seth jones mckinnon you know um McKinnon he could dangle you in a phone booth like he was, <laughs> yeah. he was ridiculous um so it was fun and we beat Halifax which is so cool mm-hmm. uh, 
they went on to win, but we beat them like five, two in, in the regulation. And, uh, yeah, it was, I learned a ton, but mostly that they were better than me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, also, what was it like hosting the 2013 Memorial Cup in Saskatoon? Was it was there an extra responsibility with that, to knowing that you were the host team? And uh, was there an extra opportunity there since you were eliminated in the first round in the, um, the WHL playoffs? Yeah, well, you know what? I just grabbed this from my bookshelf, but um, I guess responsibility. Uh, we were on this TV show. It was like a Sportsnet series. Um and then they gave us a copy of every episode after. So this is like a DVD with all the episodes, but I think there was like four or five episodes um, throughout the year. So everything, so, so speaking to the responsibility, everything you did was on camera, like everything, like they would be, there'd be cameras following you. I was in high school and I was in grade 12 mm-hmm. in Saskatoon. They, they followed me for a day and I was mic'd up walking through the halls of the school. Um, yeah. And then, and then I guess speaking to us, getting eliminated early the pressure was on the entire season and uh we ended up just kind of falling flat in our face in the first round and then it was even more pressure because it was like we clearly hadn't deserved to be in the memorial cup we were a good team we just we couldn't put it together in the playoffs and um and so then you had 50 54 days off until the mem cup and and it was like, okay, you got to make sure you stay in shape and, and almost like elevate your game. Cause you know, everybody else is playing games, you know, that's going to be there. So uh, there was a big responsibility to, to eat well, to, to train hard, to, you know, to skate hard. And it wasn't easy, you know, as you're watching the other series, you know, around the leagues, you know, wind to the end and you're watching all these great plays being made and you know that you just got to go to practice tomorrow. It was a little bit annoying, but um but yeah altogether great experience knowing okay. what knowing what you know now from that memorial cup looking back on it uh would you have changed some things let's just say that you were the person now and you were still the captain would there be some what would you say to the people in the locker room you know what um tough to say you know that year i was you know grade 12 and 17 i was young and I didn't have a big role on that team. Uh, I kind of gave it my all. And any leadership that I carried was, you know, just through my actions, you know, skating hard, working hard. That was always the player I was known for. Um, so I, I don't think so. I don't think I would have changed anything that I did uh, or, or, or prepared for during that season. You know, if I look back and I, I could probably watch some game film and pick up some better play. <laughs> but it's, it's tough. I mean, it was seven years ago too so it's tough for me even to put myself in those shoes okay um this one is not related to hockey but i just wanted to know what your favorite movie was favorite movie Hmm. Mm -hmm. uh i'm i'm a pretty big like shoot 'em up movie guy yeah yeah like uh, like fury Mm -hmm. Uh, that's a good Mm -hmm. movie um uh glorious bastards or inglorious bastards that's a good one yeah mm-hmm. those two are great all right okay um sorry 
Tell us about the, t- uh, I was watching the uh, podcast episode on Blades on Cup on Cut that you sent me. And uh, tell us about the time where you hit uh, the trainer in the head with the water bottle that one time on the bus. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I said it on the Blades podcast, so I guess I, I exposed myself there, but... <laughs> Well, I guess I, I guess a fan they they asked the, the fans, the Blades fans, for questions, and then that, somebody somehow knew about that. One of the Blades fans like knew about this from like eight years ago. But uh, <laughs> we used to, yeah, we used to throw empty bottles. Like as it, as an older guy on the team, you'd throw an empty bottle uh, to the front of the bus, and there's a water cooler at the front, and that uh, was part of the rookies' jobs to uh, to fill it up and to deliver it to their uh, to their senior players. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, so I sent in regular fashion, sent my bottle up and was waiting for it. And, uh, what I didn't realize is like, it had a little bit of water in it for some weight and it had oh. nicked the back of our trainer's head and, <laughs> and he looked back and nobody like, nobody said anything initially. And he didn't get mad, but about 10 late minutes later, our, our uh, our head coach came back to the back of the bus, Dave Struish, and he was looking for the, the, the <laughs> like, who the hell did this? Like, <laughs> like our trainer like this. And I'm sitting there like, I'm not going down for this. Like I've got <laughs> my headphones in. I've paused the music. I've paused the, paused the music and I'm, I'm acting like I'm just jamming out. I'm acting like I can't, <laughs> like, I want to go down for lying. So like, I'm like, <laughs> but I can hear him. I can hear him. Like, what kind of looks at the guy? I just completely avoided it, and uh, like, you better come up to the front of the bus. And so he went back up to the front, and I was supposed to go, you know, follow him or the person who did it follow him. I never did, so I, I never. <laughs> went but somehow, a fan knows. Yeah, <laughs> fan out there knows that story. <laughs> that's a that's quite funny. Yeah, I'm is. not gonna lie. That's a funny story. Okay. Um, uh, my next question is, who is your favorite player to watch growing up? Um, changed. You can say more than one. Yeah, yeah, you can say okay, more than one. Well, uh, growing up, I always liked small players. Um, okay. Yeah. Mm. I'd say just most recently, Brad Marchand. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Someone actually likes Brad Marchand other than Tyler and I. Yeah. Good. Good. Okay. Well, he's a phenomenal player and he gets yeah. in. Yeah. But he's phenomenal. And I know. Uh, and he and he's just he's good at what he does and not everybody likes playing him. And Boston's always so hard to play against and they get so far in the playoffs because of it. And uh and he's a big part of that. So I love winning. Uh I love playing hard. And I feel like Brad Marchand and I kind of have a similar game again. I know he's way better, but uh, um, you know what? I feel like he's the type of guy too, that his teammates really like him. And and he's the type of guy too. I feel like, you know, you go for a beer with that guy after the game and and he'd be a great guy too. So I'm sure that the guys that play against him hate him on the ice, but think he's a a decent enough guy off the ice. So I like to kind of model my, my style of game after that. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, who has the best nickname on the blades or who had the best nickname on the blades? Um, 
I don't, I don't even know. I'm trying to think. Uh, <laughs> I can't even say some of them, but. Not PG 13, for sure. But uh, yeah, we had a couple like big soft guys. Um, mm-hmm. that were, like, you know, you'd be like 6'4, six, 6'5, six, but not very tough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, I won't, I won't, you know, we just, yeah, softy or, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I had a funny, I guess I had a funny nickname. I was Ninja because uh, I got caught on the front of the bus filling the bottles. Now, this is full circle. This is me at the beginning of my career filling the bottles. <laughs> blacked out like hoodie pants toque neck <laughs> freezing on our bus and like, <laughs> and like i like crawled my way to the front of the bus everyone's sleeping i'm crawling over seats like and filling like six bottles for the older guys and my coach looked at me he goes is that a is that a freaking ninja <laughs> <laughs> Immediately caught. I was 16 and I was ninja. Like that head coach wasn't my head coach for all five years. He was my head coach for two years and I was ninja for all five. <laughs> That's oh, funny. Boy. Okay. Okay. Um, my next question is um if you had one, what would be your favorite meal to eat before a game? Um it again, like I I was uh I was the type of person that it changed in my first uh, couple of years. I never liked change. I was very like superstitious. And then I realized that that got really boring. You play 72 games a year and <laughs> you eat 72 of the same thing every day. <laughs> like awful. It becomes like puke, you know? Yeah. Um, I like to change it up. Like I, mm-hmm. you'd have your dues and you definitely don't. So on game day, like, yeah. Uh, you know rice quinoa chicken mm-hmm. pasta you know even fish you know i was i was easy going though you know whatever mm-hmm. my, my billet family was having for dinner i was cool with all right okay what was your favorite road city to play in and then what was your favorite arena to play in other than saskatoon because we can't have that answer right um favorite road city I really liked when we did our U.S. road trip or our B.C. road trip, and we do that once a year. And you don't get to go there, you know, all the time, and so it's just foreign. I really like like new rinks. Um, so my favorite rink to play in was Everett. Everett was the loudest arena. On, on their way in, they give you earplugs because they're horn. <laughs> Appreciatingly loud, <laughs> um, and it's to me, it's the perfect size junior rink. Like it's, it's, it reminds me of the look of Saskatoon's rink. Big, bowl. it's three layers. It's got one hundred level, the two hundred level, and the three hundred level. But it, everything is just shrunk down. You know, it's mm-hmm. probably seats eight thousand people, and it's just smaller sections, but they're all separated, and there's boxes. You know, private boxes around the arena. So it's it's really cool. Um, it's a fun, fun arena to play in. And then uh, what was the other question there, Andrea? Was, um, what was, what's your favorite road city to play in? Road city. Yeah. So it probably wouldn't have been Everett. It probably, uh, probably would be a U 
but you know what? I really liked like Victoria because you you'd ferry there and then oh, you'd have cool. stay overnight always because the ferry didn't travel after the game. So you'd bus there, you'd sleep on the ferry on the bus, uh, and then you'd you know, be there a day early and then you'd play and then you'd stay another night. So it was like kind of always like a trip. We were going to mm-hmm. Victoria. It took a couple days and it was fun to spend that with some teammates and hang out, see Victoria. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so I know you're saying that in your earlier career, you had some superstitions. Uh, what were some of those? Just the way I take my stick is really weird. <laughs> um, I make like a Z for Z chat. <laughs> <Like, laughs> uh, on the toe. Um, certain things, you know, you, you kind of just don't even realize you're doing them. Like, yeah. um, I always had to have dry gloves. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Um, And um, yeah, so I I change out my gloves. So, like between periods or like between, Mm -hmm. I get fresh, like I had two sets and I'd rotate them out and use dry gloves. I don't know. I just gripped it better. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So, funny story. So, I actually. Oh my gosh, that card keeps falling down. I'm just going to leave it down. My, so I actually have one of your sticks and it has the, the tape job, which is just a line on the blade. So yeah. when I'm, I was offered two sticks and I'm looking at them and I'm looking at the one with the line and I'm like, oh yeah, that's the one. <laughs> because yeah. it's such a unique tape job. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I think that line, I probably use that for ball hawk. Like it's straight across. Yeah, that one. Yeah. yeah, I definitely use that for ball hockey for, uh, you know, I would have used that in Saskatoon, but then I probably used it for ball hockey uh, afterwards. So that's like, I probably why it's straight across on the bottom there. I didn't use that. I wasn't that crazy. It wasn't that, crazy. <laughs> that makes sense because it's also all torn up on the bottom, on the yeah. blade. It's all broken. But um, what was your biggest career achievement in your eyes? Hmm. It was probably when I played um, on the Bisons um, for the university team. And uh, it was my last season playing. And I was the, um, I think, I think it was just cool that I got, I got three awards that year, like just team awards, but I was our like most valuable player um, with the most points. Uh, So I was the most, most valuable player, best defensive forward and uh the leadership award so i had like you know i i just thought of that it was hey you know what you know in my career i probably had you know lots of awards along the way and uh and recognition but for my final season to be you know pretty well rounded with with an offensive threat a defensive you know responsible player and then also a guy that was looked at as like a good leader um Mm -hmm that to me was a good way, a good season to go out and knowing that I kind of tried my best to be Mm -hmm. Mm well-rounded. So how does university hockey work with the Bisons? Because I honestly don't know. Uh, No, I don't either. So it's, it's, it's awesome. It's, it's fantastic that that they have it nailed down to a perfect, you know, situation. So you, uh, you go to school Monday to Thursday and you get on a plane on Thursday night and you fly 
to the city that you're playing. So if we're playing UBC in British Columbia, we would, you know, Thursday evening, we'd fly to BC, we'd fly to Vancouver and, and spend the weekend there. And we'd play them on Friday and Saturday and then fly home Sunday morning and back to school for Monday. So the business school at the U of M, um, they don't have classes on Friday. So you'd never miss school. It's not like you're missing a class on Friday. You just Monday to Thursday, your only class. You hop on a plane and you do some homework on the plane and you get some homework done on game day. And uh, Sunday, you get a little bit more done. And every weekend you're traveling. So, or every second weekend, because every second weekend you're also at home. So mm-hmm. it was, uh, it was great. Like eight teams in our division, all great cities. Um, and the only place we bust was, was Saskatoon or in Regina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I like okay. it. Cool. Um, and my last question would be, what was your favorite year of hockey that you played like triple a double a all the way yeah um if i could go back and play another year or do something i think yeah i'd be i'd do it as a youngster maybe uh maybe when i was 14 mm-hmm. yeah. so the second year monarchs i played uh yeah. had a great team we've got nhlers that are on <laughs> um and we ended up winning the Western Canadian Bantam Championships that year. Oh. Uh, and so that was a really good team. A lot of great players, a lot of good guys. My best friend was on the team. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I, I think I'd, I'd, I'd put that as my favorite year. Second year at AAA. It was great. Okay. Who were the NHLers on that team? Uh, Madison Bowie. Oh, yeah. I know Madison Bowie. Yeah, so he was, and he just won a Stanley Cup. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we have one AHLer, John Martin. I think he might even be now in Europe, but he was in uh, uh, San Jose system for a long time. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think who else on that team. Got a lot of players that played in the WHL and the NCAA. I'm trying to think if anyone still playing other than those two but i don't think so yeah so now we're on to our final question in your it's actually kind of two questions in your whole pro career what was the best part slash what was your biggest takeaway best part biggest takeaway um best part uh of my hockey career was probably the fact that I learned work ethic. Um, and that was my biggest takeaway. So I realized that to get anywhere in, in the sport, you know, you either had to have this tremendous God gifted skill, which some kids have, you know, some kids, you just look at them and they, they can stick handle just at another speed and they can shoot at another speed and it, their release is just quicker than everybody else's. And, and it's not, it's unhuman. <laughs> mm-hmm. You come across, you know, it, whether it be a Russian that, you know, is an import on your team or, <clears throat> you know, you're working harder in the gym and you know, you're working hard in practice, but he just is better, you know, that happens. But mm-hmm. there's a lot of kids that I played with where they were just so determined and, and worked so hard to get to the next level 
and they ate the right things. They trained the right way. They took care of their body. Um, and that's, that's what I learned is like, you just took, you know, you, whether it be in hockey or whether it be in life, like just work ethic. You know, I, I had some great mentors and some great coaches along the way that, that instilled that in me. And I carry that with me with what I do now. You know, it's just whether it's, you know, at work or at home or helping out with mom and dad at, uh, at the house, it's, you know, just that, that work ethic carries with you for longer than the game of hockey. Mm-hmm. That, that would be my biggest takeaway I actually have one more question here. Um, I was just wondering, is there a limit to, to the seasons you can play in the WHL? Yeah, so five. So you can start at 16, so that's grade 11. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I played in grade 11, so I went to school out in Saskatoon. And then yeah. you got five seasons after that. So two in high school and three in university. So. All right. Okay. I always wanted to know if there was a limit, just – that was that was kind of a thing I always wanted to know. But now, uh, Tyler, you can take it away. Okay. So um, I have a, a five-question trivia, and if there's a tie at the end, there will be another question. There uh, won't be a tie. Um, oh, I'm, okay. I'm not doing well. Yeah. I think you should win, Nick. <laughs> um, so there will be five questions. Um, best score wins, and you have – uh, question four is a true or false and you have one lifeline to make a regular question into a true or false okay so the first question is what is the name of the arena where the saskatoon blades play Sastel center wait sorry am i allowed to say this right away <laughs> <laughs> thank you uh, hmm. no i kind of um, knew that uh the the Saskatel okay. center yeah, so you guys would both get right. So I actually I guess did what, know that though. What we should do? Um, do Sorry, can you guys? Andrew, go first. So in case, because um, <laughs> I have a feeling Nick would most likely get the question right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so Tyler, Andrew will, you can ask me questions. Andrew too. will go first, and okay. then Nick can follow up. So Andrew can't copy you off your answer. I'm so. scared now. Who is the mascot of the Saskatoon Blades? Oh, 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 oh. no Googling. <laughs> Where'd he go? What? Andrew. Andrew. What? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Sorry. One second. Come on, Anna. I thought you ran a hockey podcast. <laughs> you're supposed to know this stuff. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, okay? I don't know. Um. Who would be a mascot of, of the Blady? Blady, sure. Let's let's. I'm gonna guess Blady. No, come on. Poke check, yeah, it's poke check. What? <laughs> no, Tyler. Is if you ask a question, Andrew doesn't get it, and then I also don't get it. <laughs> what, what? It kind of a what kind of a nickname is that? Poke check. It's this. It's not the Saskatoon sticks. It's the Saskatoon blades. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Let's just continue. Okay. Um, this is when Nick played. So who was who was the Saskatoon Blades leading scorer in the 2013-14 season? Oh, God. 2013-14. Why is that such a significant year? 13-14? Is that yeah. even... Is that, is that just random or... year after the Memorial Cup. 
So, okay, yeah. that puts a timeline on it, but still hard for me to think about it. But I, I think I got it. I okay, got it. so there is. I can give you. I can give you a hint if you want. But would that take away my lifeline? No. Okay, then I'll take the hint, please. This player. This player's. <laughs> this player's from Russia. That changes my okay. Answer. Now I know who it is, but before I would have said something different. <laughs> I don't know who who's from Russia. Um, <laughs> um I think um Okay, I'll give you another hint. He was drafted in the first round to the Montreal Canadiens. Okay, I know who it is now. Wait, do I though? Ah, <laughs> All right. I know that the Canadians drafted it in 2016 someone, but I don't think they did they play for Saskatoon. I have a name. He's a defenseman though. Is this player a defenseman? No. I know who you're thinking. Okay, so it's not Sergachev. No, it's not Sergachev. I don't know who's Russian. His name and he doesn't play on Montreal anymore. He's now playing in the KHL. but his name is Nikita Sherbak. Yeah. I'll just, I'm going to just go ahead and guess. <laughs> Do I have to get it wrong now? Yes. <laughs> um, Zachary Fucale. Okay. So Nick That's is a goalie. winning. That's Nick a goalie. Is, Nick is winning three to one so far. So now this is the true or false question. True or false. The Saskatoon Blades were founded in 1964. Ah, that seems like such a good year. So I- I'm just going to say true. Okay. And Nick, your answer. With the trick question there, Tyler. So I'm going to go with false. Uh, it is actually true. So Andrew right. is coming back. So it's now three to two. I'm making That's- a comeback. All right, so who is the all-time leading points getter on the Saskatoon Blades? I'll give you four four um, options. Frank Banham, Paul Buk- Bukowski, <laughs> Stefan Elliott, or Mel Hewitt? That takes away my answer because I was going to say Bernie Federko. <laughs> Your whole background just fell down. My background fell down at my answer. Sorry, I'll just be one second. Okay. Well, I am. Are you kidding me? All four cards. <laughs> Andrew, how'd you get that Christmas tree uh, down south? <laughs> yeah. He, he's way down south. He's in the Caribbean. Oh, really? Yeah. St. Vincent. Andrew. Who are the options again? Okay, so A, Frank Banham, B, Paul Buckskowski, C, Stefan Elliott, or D, Mel Hewitt? Mm, I'm going to go with D, and I think that's wrong, but I'm going to go with D. <clears throat> and Nick, what is your answer? I know it's not Stefan Elliott. Because he's a defenseman. That just doesn't make sense. Um, and I don't know, but I'm going to go with B. 
So you're both wrong. It was A, but um, Nick, you were actually close because B, um, he was the second closest guy off by only 10 points. Uh, um, D, was D, D a made up person? Uh, D was not a made up person. He, he, I think he, he had something to do with the organization. I don't think he was actual player though. Okay. Yeah. I didn't recognize him. Yeah. He, they, all those people had something to do with the Saskatoon blades though. So Nick did win (laughs) three to two. So he is crowned the winner. Nice. Mail. Um, your prize, um, your prize is you get to tell us a funny hockey story. <laughs> okay. Funny hockey story. That's what you call a transition. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I knew you were coming at me with this, so I didn't, I thought about it and then I lot, you kept peppering me with questions. So tough for me to say, but, oh, I got a good, I got a decent one. Like. I liked, like, I was a prank puller on our team. Oh, boy. And, uh, you know, yeah, I got pranked a few times, but I did pull my, my fair share of pranks. <laughs> so, um, one practice, um, guy on our team, he, uh, after my, after practice, I'm looking for my keys and patting down my pockets, looking to get out of the rink, and my keys are gone. And, uh, and this guy like had hid my keys. So I took it way overboard in response. So I took his clothes and I put them in a garbage bag. And I, and I, like I told you, our rink is, is a, it's a big 15,000 seat arena. And, uh, I went up to the furthest section and I put this bag of clothes in that, like in a seat up there. <laughs> what I did also was I wrote, I brought sticky notes and I, and I, and I would put a sticky note and I would lead him to the next seat. So in his locker, I had a sticky note that said it's like sitting in section 106, row four, seat eight. And then he'd get there. There'd be another note that would, that would lead him to like the complete opposite side and then the opposite side. And this guy's doing ping pong around the, uh, the arena. And then finally he gets it. I think I made him move like seven times. And then... <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's, you know, stuff like that. You, you do stuff like that or um, funny stories. We'd play this game called this um, stick boy, which is a really fun game. And uh, it's a shootout. And if you score in the shootout, you get to twirl your, you get to literally throw your stick anywhere in the arena. And like I said, it's a big arena. So you can, you can get to like the, the you know, the press box, you, you, you do it because the last person to score has to pick up all the sticks in the stands. They have to go around <laughs> oh. all, all 20 sticks and they can't come back to the dressing room until they get all 26. So they take <laughs> off their skates and they got to go search for all these sticks. So I like doing that too. And a few times I had to go pick up the sticks. <laughs> and uh, also what's, what's the strangest hockey story that you have? Um, strangest. Just kind of sheer luck. Um, I think I was 18 and uh, I was tired. I was on the bench, you know, not really paying attention. And I guess my line had been called to go out there, you know, 
Mm-hmm. I, I was like basically sleeping on the bench, didn't realize it. So now we, we only have four guys on the ice and the puck's about to drop. And my coach goes, where the hell is Aja? And I wake up immediately because I hear my name. And, uh, and um, I jump over the bench and he goes, like, he says, like, screams at me. He goes, you weren't ready. Get the hell back on the bench. <laughs> and I'm like uh, a little bit nervous. So I kind of like crawl over. I'm going to jump back over the boards. But the ref pulls me back. He goes, no, out of time. He's gone. He's on the ice. No change. No change. <laughs> stuck on the ice, but I know that my coach doesn't want me on the ice. And uh, puck drops. Literally, puck drops, face off one, pass, pass. We go down the ice, two on one. I had a tap in goal. I literally, <laughs> eight seconds later, not to like any of my skill, just tapped one in. And I came by the bench and I just remember his, uh, his grin looking at me as I was like high fiving everybody. And everyone on the bench had seen this ordeal kind of happen. And, uh, and they knew that I was, you know, in the doghouse. And, but anyways, I, I get back on the bench and he, and he taps me on the shoulder and he, and he goes, you lucky son of a biatch. (laughs) (laughs) Was that another shift for the rest of the game? If I didn't do that. Was that, was that the same coach who uh, was yelling at you, who was trying to get you to go up to the front after you threw the water bottle at the trainer? No, that was, um, it was the year before that. So this coach was Lauren Mulliken. He was my coach for the Memorial cup. So it actually probably was when I was seven. Um, and then Dave Street was the coach the following year when I was eight. So that's kind of the timeline on that. Mm -hmm. So Tyler, any last words? No, I just like to thank you for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, um, hey guys, no problem. And uh hope you guys have an awesome holiday. Andrew, right. don't mm-hmm. get sunburned. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> is it pretty hot down there, buddy? Yeah, it's pretty hot. Yeah. So awesome. thank you so 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 much for joining us today. And for those fans, happy holidays to everyone wherever you are on the planet. And um just um thank you so much for joining us today. Yes. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks, Tyler. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. Thanks.